Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. You hardly ever saw granddaddy down here. They only come a town about twice a year. Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oilers coming off a brutal 6-4 home ice defeat against the Ottawa Senators on Saturday night. Off day yesterday and boom, back at it today. Highly competitive practice, albeit down a goaltender. So much to get to. Steve Earle, Copperhead Road. Big hit back in the day. He is now 67 years of age. It's his birthday today. This is Oilers Now, brought to you as always by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up, a recap of what happened on Saturday night, and it wasn't good. A recap of what's taken place over the course of the last 14 games, and it hasn't been good. Some thoughts on uh, yet another wrinkle that will make things uh, perhaps a little bit more challenging. Not good. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll get your thoughts as well. John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling at 1235 today. We're going to take uh, calls and texts at 105 today. And then at 135, our weekly update from the farm in the American Hockey League, Jay Woodcroft, Bakersfield Condors head coach. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Slot machines at River Cree open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning. Non-stop excitement, the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada, plus daily dining specials at more than their 10 great restaurants and bars. For more information, call rivercreeresortcasino.com. Again, we'll fully open the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline open today at 105. Uh, you can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. I'm at Rogers Place. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. The Edmonton Oilers 
in Ottawa on Saturday night. The Oilers playing a 30th place team, a chance to turn around their fortunes. They were on a 2-9-2 run. Let's get into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear. Have it customized all in one trip. Jack Michaels with the call on Saturday night. So happy to be back at work and have fans in the stands. We're live at Rogers Place alongside Bob Stoffer. I'm Jack Michaels. Here's a shot. Score! Stuart Skinner beaten from the top of the right circle. Josh Norris, power play goal at 10.35. And his team leading 15th puts the Oilers on a 1-0 hole. Drysaddle protecting down low. Holden looking to extract. Drysaddle got it back. Shoot, score! Zach Cassian! Drysaddle stayed in the battle. Fed Cassian and finally Edmonton has the equalizer on the power play after nine. Shots. Redirecting one up the left-hand side for Warren Fogle, and he's able to mash it down the middle, and Yamamoto's got a chance. A little off-balance to the net with a backhander, and he scores! Off the boards. Duncan Keith trying to shot. Quick shot, score! Brendan Perlady pounced on a loose puck between the hash marks, and in one motion makes it 3-1. to He's got goals in back-to-back games, and the Oilers lead by a deuce. Shooter's mentality, right? Like he's got a good stick and he knows what to do. And it's crazy that he scored just once a couple years ago. Had to play last year in Switzerland. And now breaking free is Formanton down the right-hand side. Centers a back hitter score. And the Senators are right back in the game. Adam Gaudet cuts it to 3-2. Senators get it in. Tierney, wrist shot. And Skinner recovers on the rebound. Knife home by Alex Formanton. And this game is tied and I don't believe it. Artem Zub, a shot, and he scores. He beats Stuart Skinner, glove side, and the Sens have come all the way back, turning a 3-1 deficit into a 4-3 lead for Zach Hyman with McLeod. Moving toward the middle of the ice, Hyman finds Nurse. Rich shot, score! And this game is tied at four. Darnell Nurse with the equalizer, his third of the year. Now it's Stutz lacrosse ice. Rich shot, score! Batherson was sitting back door and might have jabbed that one home. Darnell Nurse to McDavid, a shot! Save Murray, rebound, another stop! Zub can't find it. An attempted clear, and it gets past Darnell Nurse. Shoveled on net and into the back of the net from 185 feet by Zach Sanford. An empty netter that makes it 6-4 with 58 seconds to go. And it was brutal, and it was as difficult of a loss as the Oilers have suffered, and they've suffered some tough ones during the stretch. Here's Connor McDavid's thoughts on the Oilers' uh, disappointing in result 6 Four against the Ottawa Senators. I'm not sure what to tell you. Um, you know, obviously, it's been a long layoff, and um, come in and you know work ourselves to a three-one lead and give it away. Give it away. All right, uh, McDavid added some additional thoughts on pounding away to find a win. Talked it over and over and over again in that room, and um, you know, obviously, we haven't found an answer yet. Um, that being said, I mean, we got to show up and, uh, um, you know, we got three practices here before our next one. Um, and we get back to work. Meanwhile, Dave Tippett was asked following the game orders head coach if the team is fragile. When you're not winning consistently, you there's frustration. There's, there's, you can be fragile. You got to work your way out of it. And, uh, you know, the orders did basically uh, get a little bit of time away and, 
Dave Tippett was asked about the team being mentally refreshed. We thought the break would help us with that, and it did, I guess, for two periods or two periods of time. Even the third period, we come out, we get a great chance early in the third period. We have another great chance just before they scored. I mean, there's just, if we find a way to capitalize on maybe one or more of those, we we push the game along, but that's the way it's going for us right now. And Zach Cassian with a poignant post-game comment about uh, not assigning individual blame. When you get into this, I don't think that helps anybody by saying this has to be better, this has to be better. I think ultimately I have to be better. Um, everyone has to look in the mirror and everyone has to be better. Um, everyone has to come to the rink and do what they do. And uh, ultimately when, when teams do that and individuals do that, the team does well. So you could say this has to be better, this has to be better. But that would be pointing the finger and I don't think that's... Uh, that does anything at this stage. All right. So, uh, end result, uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, lose 6-4 to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and yesterday, I, I had a couple uh, people in the business reach out, and one of them said, Bob, what would you think of the piece written by Terry Jones specific to Stuart Skinner's performance? All right. Look, anybody's allowed to write and say whatever they want that comes with the territory. We're going to give you your say at 105 today. Um, I got a lot of time for Stuart Skinner. A very difficult situation for him. I think he's a very good prospect. Tough sequence on the third goal against. He made a hell of a save after he gave the puck away. Um, But when you lose games, it's not just on one player. We all know that. Everybody listening to the show, and a a lot of you listening to the show have played competitive sports. Um, It's rarely, if ever, one guy. And I got a lot of patience for younger players, and if you've been Stuck listening to me over the years. I think you know that I tend to be a little bit harder on veterans than on younger guys, and and that's sort of the antithesis of how it's kind of worked. My experience has been some media guys uh, tend to be harder on the kids, as if to show who's boss. Uh, but in the case of Stuart Skinner, he's a promising prospect. It was a difficult situation. He's played great down in the American Hockey League. He might be one of the best 23 and under players in that entire league. And again. Terry Jones can write what he wants. That 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 comes with the territory. But I thought it, and I and I had a couple of different media guys reach out and say, "Don't you think this is a well?" I you know because it's not all on the goaltender. I mean, Tyson Berry takes a delay a game penalty by getting a stick on a puck when the Oilers had backside support, and the only other two players that were going to get to a loose puck that had flipped up in the air in the Oilers uh, D zone were going to be Oilers players because Ottawa was trying to ch- uh, you know have a change, and so Ottawa scores on the power play. Uh, because the Oilers' PK right now has been in free fall for a while. Uh, 3-1 lead. You know, Lagason gets beat. Bouchard uh, supports back. They throw a hope pass in front of Lynette. Formington, who can skate, got to the loose pocket, popped it back in front of Lynette. The guy picked it and lifted it up and over Skinner to make it 3-2. The giveaway in the 3-3 goal. The 4-3 goal, okay. I, I bet you Stuart Skinner would say he probably should have had it. But Bouchard was out sort of in front and a little bit of a screen on the play. And right now others of you are saying, well, wait a sec here. Why why are Lagason and Bouchard, two inexperienced defensemen, playing together? The team went and brought in Duncan Keith in a highly contentious trade. Why has he not played with Bouchard with the exception of the PK all season? And I'd say that's probably a fair question. So... Where I'm going with this is, you know, the Oilers find a way. They tie the game 4-4, and then Cody Cece's got a little bit of a, some might say, a lazy stick. And suddenly the Oilers are back in the the box trying to kill a penalty, which they can't do 
over the last 13 games. So here's here's the deal. When the team was 16 and 5, 16 and 5, there was lots of credit to go around for every and and I know there's some of you out there listening to the show that had real concerns about Edmonton's 5 on 5 plates in the that sort of games 11 through 21 and I think that's a fair assessment. Absolutely. And there may have been some people behind the scenes pushing pushing, hey, there might be some guys you can get out of Seattle, as an example, via trade to improve the the, the forward depth to push some of the guys that are AHL, NHL tweeners down to the American League. So there was some concern uh, about some of the aspects of the Oilers game when they were 16-5, and five. but when a team goes 16-5, and five, there tends to be a lot of credit. Think about it. The special teams were good. The power play was around 35-36%. The PK was 85-86%. The goaltending, all three goaltenders were at 914 or better when the team was 16 and 5. Now, the team, when the team goes 210 and 2 during a stretch, there's lots of criticism to go around. Often in hockey, it does tend to start in goal, uh, uh, in goal but it would be unfair to solely blame the Edmonton Oilers' current plight on goaltending. And I think most of you fundamentally understand that. In a perfect world, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen were supposed to be sharing the workload with maybe Smith getting five-eighths of the starts and Stuart Skinner was supposed to be getting more time in the minors. Um, Skinner has excelled at the minors. His team on Wednesday uh, had a a run of positive COVID uh, tests. They all got tested because so many players tested positive that they did a whole whack load of tests on Thursday and were able to play their game Saturday night. Jay Woodcroft will tell us a bit about that. Skinner ends up flying up to Edmonton, uh, gets up in time for Friday's practice, gets the start on Saturday, and lo and behold, our top story today for elite promotional marketing company, branded apparel products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Not on the ice this morning. It was here at 1025, and not on the ice today, Stuart Skinner in COVID protocol. So yet another hurdle for the Oilers to overcome. But the bottom line is, you go 16-5, and five, Special teams were good. McDavid and Drysaddle were putting up two points per game. The goalies' save percentages were 914 or better. Uh, you know, coaching doesn't get questioned as much when that occurs. You go 2-10-2, and two, and when you're in a hockey-mad market, everything gets tested. From top of the organization down, all every aspect in terms of why are we in this position right now, we're 2-10-2. And, and some of you are like, well, I'm, you know, to, to paraphrase, what was, that, what was that movie back? I'm mad as hell and not going to take it anymore. Some of you are pretty frustrated and, and, and really, up, and, it's, and it's understandable because it looked like the team was taking a step forward. The only way the Oilers can get out of this right now, everyone's got to dig in. So as an example, the, the management team are in meetings right now, pro and amateur, okay? So there seems to be a better developmental model for a lot of the Oilers' prospects. And there's some good things happening with Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson. Manson, in particular, has had some success here in developing some defensemen for the NHL. And there's been some growth in that regards. And I'd say that's an area that's been upgraded. On the pro side, there's been some hits and misses. Athanasiu with this group was a miss. That said factor in that Athanasiu was acquired before we knew that the cap was going to be frozen at 81.5, probably would have been qualified at the time of that trade for the two number twos. Still a very challenged trade to say the least. And there has been some misses along the way with some of the players that have been brought in to support out the roster. I think that's a fair assessment. But the point in this is management would tell you they're culpable. Ken Holland said that last week. When you don't win, 
and you have aspects of your game that aren't clean, coaching gets questioned. That comes with the territory. Especially, you know what? Like if you're in one of those five or six Sunbelt markets where nobody gives a flying you-know-what, maybe there aren't questions. But here there are questions. And you got to have a thick skin and you got to come with the territory with that. Top-end players look to themselves. One of the things that occurs, I find, with McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nurse, and it's noble, but they try to do more when the team plays or is struggling. Because that's what the best people do. They try to take more on themselves. And sometimes, in reality, less is actually more. And so they try to beat too many guys by themselves instead of, you know, trying to diversify and share the puck a little bit more. And it just it happens sometimes with the best players when teams are struggling. So at the end of the day here, we're going to have a conversation throughout the course of the day. And some of you say, nope, Stoffer, they should just fire this guy, trade that guy, boom, boom, boom. There's some ongoing situations that are challenging to deal with for everybody out there. They can't get every player that they're going to be wanting to target. Uh, we do have a clear delineation, with certainly with the Eastern Conference teams, but it's been very quiet to this point on the trade front. There are some of you that say they should just trade out, uh, trade right now, give up their number one, go get Marc-Andre Fleury. Do we know that Marc-Andre Fleury would waive to move his no-movement clause right now and play in Canada? I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I know for a fact that there's a couple people in Canadian teams that have requested trades because their families have been left back in the United States because and Alberta does not have the strictest of uh, limitations placed on it. So you can read between the lines of what I'm saying, but there's some places where it's no fun for families coming in. So I don't know what the status is at as an example with Marc-Andre Fleury. I guess what I'm saying to you is on a 2-10-2 run, I don't believe it's just one thing. A starting point might be some of the challenges in goal. The fact that we've never really seen this team with the number one goaltender all season long. I think that's fair. I think it's fair to say that. But the defense has to be better. The forwards have to be better. The special teams has to be better. The penalty killing has taken a complete drop. It's around 65% during this 2-10-2 run. Their starts have got to be better. Some would say that's a reflection on coaching. And the player procurement's good. They're all in it together. That's the reality of the situation. So we'll see how they can dig in to dig out. Again, you can text us at... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anytime at 780-496-0063. When we come back, uh, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Ryan Nugent Hopkins not on the ice today for full practice. We might as well get right to the lines for you, and here they go. Brendan Perlini was on a line with Connor McDavid and Kyler Yamamoto. Zach Hyman with Leon Dreisettle and Yessa Pugliarvi. You thought Pugliarvi might have been the best winner against Ottawa the other night. McLeod with Fogel and Cassian. Ryan with Shore and Sevier. Nurse with CC. Keith with Barry. Russell with Bouchard. Cuckoo with Lagason. It was a highly competitive practice. Lots of one-on-one and two-on-two compete drills. All right. Without further ado, let's get an NHL today. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company, branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. We do want to mention it's MLK Day. In the, is, it not, is that the day in the United States? I believe it's MLK Day down in the United States. Martin Luther King Day. Here's Brendan Escott. Ooh. Hey, uh, yeah, that means live hockey, and I'm watching it right now. Buffalo had a goal waved off. It was an Alex Tuck marker, so just leading one nothing over Detroit. Uh, Montreal, the lone Canadian team in action. They expect to have Josh Anderson back from a shoulder injury in that game. Brad Marchand, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Nikita Kucherov are the three stars of the week in the NHL. Boston placed uh, 26-year-old forward Carson uh, Kuhlman on waivers, and then he was claimed by Seattle. An update on the Condor as mentioned, coming up from head coach Jay Woodcroft after 1.30 today. Oil Kings entering tomorrow night's contest against the Prince Albert Raiders on a high. They won twice over the weekend. They beat Brandon 5-3 on Friday night and then Lethbridge 5-4 yesterday in a shootout. And unless I'm missing some COVID news, Bob, is the U of A back in action on the road against Saskatchewan this weekend? They are. Uh, they're expected to play. Uh, Saskatchewan split with Regina last week. Mike Babcock coaching there. Uh, and uh, Alberta had a pair of non-conference games this weekend and beat Augustana 14-1 on Saturday night. All right, uh, we will get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, 780-496-0063. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.